Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to this exciting and amazing and entertaining, unbelievable show that I have prepared. Today, we're going to discuss the game last night between the Super Bowl hopeful Jacksonville Jaguars and the Cincinnati Bengals. And then we're going to play some fact or fiction for 10 questions. And it's going to be a blast. And I cannot wait. So the Bengals and the Jaguars last night played a football game for the NFL for Thursday Night Football, and there were some fantasy-relevant things that happened there. Uh, The first half, Jacksonville actually looked pretty good. They were driving the ball down the field. Trevor Lawrence, if you had not watched a game of Trevor Lawrence this year and you saw the first half last night, you would think to yourself, wow, you know, Trevor Lawrence actually looks pretty good. Um, He looks competent. He's running the ball well. He was running the offense pretty well. Um, early in the first quarter, DJ Chark had a pretty gross looking injury, had to be carted off. Um, reports originally said high ankle sprain, but we'll have to monitor that one. Carlos Hyde showed up to the stadium and his shoulder wasn't feeling right. So he was an healthy and active and James Robinson got pretty much all the work. He got into the end zone twice, uh, and looked pretty good as well. You know, I've been down on James Robinson this year, but Uh, If he's going to get the volume and the Jaguars are going to play competently, then he could for sure be a fantasy asset, low-end RB2 flex play from here on out. For the Jaguars receivers, Marvin Jones was pretty quiet. Uh, Visca Chenault played all right. They had a couple of plays designed to get him going in the screen game. and um, At halftime, the score was actually 14 to nothing. Cincinnati, the first half, was absolutely dead on offense. I believe that they... Uh, had more yards in the first five minutes of the third quarter than they did the entire first half. And they came out guns blazing in the second half. C.J. Uzama had the night of his life, got in the end zone twice. Joe Mixon got in the end zone as well. And Cincinnati ended up winning the game by three points. Joe Mixon did leave with a minor ankle injury towards the end of the game. That is one to monitor. T. Higgins did not play. Uh, Tyler Boyd played and played well. And so did Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase does look like the alpha, the best receiver on the Bengals right now. Just so big and physical. And he's starting to look like the LSU prospect that used to just body uh, college players. But now he's doing it to NFL players, which is even more impressive by Jamar Chase. I don't think that Joe Burrow or Trevor Lawrence should really be rostered unless it is a two-quarterback league. All right, we're going to play some fact or fiction. I have 10 questions, and I'm going to answer fact or fiction. And it is going to be a really entertaining segment, I hope, for the most part. All right, the first one that I have, fact or fiction. Having a top five quarterback will make a difference this year like it did last year. I'm going to say that that's a fact, um, and I'm going back completely on my summer take that um, you can get quarterbacks late. That used to be the case. That used to be the case for sure um, back in 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018. I really liked the late round quarterbacks that you can get in this year. It seems that Derek Carr and Kirk Cousins are two guys that currently are in the top five for quarterbacks. I don't think that they're going to finish the season there. I don't think either one of them are, but respectively, they are playing out of their minds right now. So if you were able to land those two in the late rounds, that's for sure a steal, but the top two quarterbacks right now, the top three quarterbacks in points per game, Kyler Murray, 30.6, Tom Brady, 30.3, Patrick Mahomes, 28.4. The next one, up is Derek Carr at 25.8. I think that having a quarterback that averages more than five points a game than any other quarterback or three points a game than any other quarterback is absolutely massive. And the way of the NFL is 
nowadays score, 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 score. So if you can get a quarterback on a high-flying four-wide receiver set offense that doesn't run the ball a lot, (laughs) i.e. Kyler Murray, Tom Brady, Pat Mahomes, Matt Stafford, like if you can get one of those elite guys, it will make a huge difference because it's the way of the NFL. Now, I realize that I'm completely going back on my take of don't touch a quarterback early, but because the NFL wants more scoring, then that's just how you have to play the game of fantasy football and you have to adapt. And I think that having an elite quarterback is for sure worthy and making a difference all the way. So um, definitely value them. Uh, as you will, because Kyler Murray, Tom Brady, and Pat Mahomes currently are the three top scoring players in fantasy. Uh, Not rocket science. If you have a player that scores more points, it's better for your team. Number two, Cooper Cup will finish as the wide receiver one. I'm going to say that's fiction, but I'll say that because I simply want to take the field there. Um, Cooper Cup has as good a chance as any to finish as the wide receiver one, but if you're going to give me one player versus the NFL rest of the universe, I'm going to go with the rest of the universe. But I will say that he does have as good a chance as anyone. Um, Him and Matt Stafford clearly have been working together and have really good chemistry, and it's fun to watch a player blossom into even a better player than we thought that he was before the season. Um, I think that if we read Jeff today, Cooper Cup is probably a second-round pick, maybe a third, but no later than that. He is by far the number one player uh, at the wide receiver position right now, Um, point-wise. Obviously not, you know. I would still probably rather have Tyree kill Devontae Adams, those super elite guys ahead of him. But he's certainly top seven, uh, top maybe top five now. So number three, Christian McCaffrey's injuries will plague him all year. I'm going to say that's a fact, but obviously we have no clue. Um, Just going off recency, history, you know, he has been injury prone. He has a crazy workload on a frame that isn't Derrick Henry's. So if you're in the NFL and you get a crazy workload, the more you touch the ball, especially as a running back, the more likely you are to get injured. Uh, He is very injury prone, but when he's healthy, he's still CMC. I'm going to say that's a fact, but obviously we don't know. And there is, of course, a chance that uh, he could play the rest of his games as soon as he comes back. But hamstring injuries are very, very tricky. Number four, the Bills and Rams are the NFL's two best teams. I'm going to say that's a fact. And if you listened to my over-under betting uh, show with my friend Dalton, you'll remember that my Super Bowl pick was the Bills and the Rams. Um, Buffalo looks good. Buffalo looks good. And... The Rams look really good. Uh, I picked them to win the Super Bowl in the preseason, and I think that Matt Stafford is proving to be the final piece that they really needed. I would have loved to see Cam Akers in this offense because I think that he would have had a crazy good year. Um, But that's not to say. I think that the Rams are for sure like the top team right now, but the Buccaneers, Chiefs, and Packers still exist, as do the Ravens. Um, I know that the Chiefs and the Ravens really haven't shown their best football yet, but it's a long season, and Pat Mahomes is Pat Mahomes. And there's actually a lot of good teams out there um, that I think can make a run at it. I I don't think that um, it's one of the years where it's like two or three locked and loaded super teams. I I think that there's really seven or eight teams that could honestly make uh, the big game, the big dance, whatever you want to call it. All right, number five, I was wrong about Derrick Henry. That's a fact, yes. Um, I still don't think he's like a super crazy talent, but uh, I I thought that the workload was for sure going to be reduced, and it clearly has not been. Uh, A.J. Brown and Julio Jones both likely out this week, and he plays the Jets, so um, 
Derek Henry will probably have about 300 fantasy points at the conclusion of that game, which I will be attending. But um, uh, yeah, I was wrong about Derek Henry. His workload is just too much to be passed up. And that's true. Number six, Gronk will finish as a top five tight end. That's a fact. Uh, when you don't include injury history, that is a fact. Um, I'm disregarding injuries, obviously. But he plays in one of the three best offenses in the game. He has the GOAT, his best friend, as his quarterback. I don't need to go into crazy detail. I realize that touchdown regression is likely coming, but if he can stay healthy, there's no reason that he doesn't finish as a top five tight end. The way that that position works, he's also currently the number two tight end on the season uh, for what it's worth. Number seven, Mike Williams will finish top seven at the wide receiver position. I think that that's fiction, but uh, his breakout is legit. He looks legit. He looks real. I just think that there's too many good players that will end up finishing uh, top seven at the position. But uh, top 10, top 12, I think that Mike Williams will be right there uh, in that mix. Number eight, one of Jamar Chase and Debo Samuel will finish in the top 10 wide receivers. I think that that's also fiction. But if you were to tell me one of Jamar Chase, Debo Samuel, or Mike Williams will finish top 10, I would definitely take that bet. Um, Jamar Chase is not going to catch a 60-yard touchdown every single week. And Debo Samuel, his numbers are still a little inflated from that week one monster game that he had. But all three are really great options and are locked and loaded starters every week, no matter what. Number nine, the rookie quarterbacks suck. Uh, I think that's both fact and fiction. Um, we have been really treated these last few years with, uh, you know, Andrew Luck, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, um, Lamar, you know, these these studs that come in and just tear it up the first year that they're starting their rookie years. And we kind of forgot that those are outliers. You know, those don't always happen. Um, the rookie quarterbacks do not look amazing. Trevor Lawrence actually played okay in the first half last night, but um, very underwhelming so far. But there's no way that all five of them will not be starters uh, in the next five years. I mean, obviously, a couple are going to fall off. Zach Wilson looks really, really uh, questionable <laughs> if he's an NFL starting quarterback. But we got to give him time. We got to give him time. They're, they're three games, four games into their NFL careers, and um, they do suck right now, though. I'll say that much. But there's no way that uh, at least one or two of them don't pan out to be a really good starter. We still need to see what Trey Lance can do with the Niners offense, too. Number 10, the Jags, Jets, and Giants have zero legit fantasy options. Um, I'm going to say fiction on that, but there's not many. The Jets, I don't like really anyone on that team. Uh, Michael Carter in a really deep league is a good stash candidate. Um, the Jaguars do have a couple of receivers, Marvin Jones and James Robinson. Um, and then the Giants have Saquon and Sterling Shepard. I think Saquon's the only like locked and loaded stud, but yeah, it's definitely looking like Jags, Jets, Giants are going to be the first three teams picking in the draft come May. And then bonus factor fiction, Saley Football Podcast is the best podcast for football. Oh man, that's a fact for sure. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening today. It was a blast to talk this with you. We're going to do um, some spread picks on the next show with a couple of my friends and uh, I will catch you guys in the next one. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay happy. See you guys soon.